Hello, it's good to be with you again on this, the, the final of a series of five short talks on the Nativity story. Luke's account climaxes with the intersection of heaven and earth. He writes, Suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. Three times in Luke's account, we've seen angels suddenly break into the everyday normalcy of life. And each time they call their audience and us to a bigger vision, a new understanding. The angel said to Zechariah, a middle-aged priest whose life seemed to him to be very settled, suddenly broke in with these disruptive words. Do not be afraid, Zechariah. God has heard your prayer. Your wife Elizabeth will give you a son, and you are to name him John. You will have great joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth. Later, when the angel announced to Mary that she would give birth to the Son of God, he told her, He will be very great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David. And now, the angel's third appearance. And it instantly shatters the boundaries and the expectations of the frightened shepherds. In a moment, their understanding of reality will change forever. Good tidings of great joy indeed. When God breaks in, his invitation always comes with a choice. Will we let go of what we've always perceived to be true in favor of a whole new reality, one for which we have little evidence? This, of course, we call faith. And real faith is often discomforting, calling us to believe beyond our current boundaries. When we find ourselves suddenly aware that God has broken into our lives in a fresh way, it is exciting, but it's also a rather fragile and intimidating time. You know, it's so easy for me to slip back into the security of the familiar. That's why I need Jesus to break into my life again and again on my journey of following him. And I'm not alone in this. Jesus had to continually call his disciples further up and further in, reminding them to keep on hearing, keep on seeing, keep on remembering what they had experienced with him, and to keep their eyes and hearts on the eternal kingdom of heaven. I suspect that out in the shepherd's field, the angelic host did not actually appear suddenly. I think perhaps that instead the angels allowed this group of frightened and awestruck men to see what is always happening and what is always with us, the glory of God. I think it was very similar uh, upon the Mount of Transfiguration with Peter, James, and John. When they saw a transfigured Christ, I think they saw beyond the veil to what is really happening all the time. This is why I love this angelic episode in the Nativity story, because it reminds us that God's ultimate reality does break into our lives in surprising ways and surprising times. 
so that you and I can see, feel, and know the great overarching truth of the kingdom of heaven. This eternal reality is not out there, but here. It is not then, but right now. I often think about one of Jesus' greatest promises. Did I not tell you that if only you believe, you will see the glory of God? I love that promise. That's from John eleven forty. Like Mary, who first said yes to God, like the shepherds who ran to a cave, like the three magi who traveled over 600 miles, the nativity challenges me to believe and live an active and concrete life of faith. The nativity invites me into a new way of seeing from heaven's eternal perspective. It's supernatural and angelic perspective. Surely this means learning to choose to believe deeply, experientially, and devotionally. This kind of faith is both the source and the environment of blessing. This life of faith is why Jesus said, Blessed are the eyes that see what you see. Now, throughout these five Christmas devotionals, I've often emphasized the miracle of God coming to us in smallness and frailty. Jesus' self-emptying, which began in a cave, continued all the way through to the cross, which I believe is God's greatest revelation of his true nature. The gospel is both crucifixion and resurrection, and the nativity points to this. We look with wonder at the God-child, seeing that in the weakness of this newborn infant lies the fate of all humanity. And as we contemplate this, our hearts are once again captured by both the paradox and the beauty of Jesus in the midst of his abject surroundings. The sublime is hidden in the ordinary. Yet, the wonder and the power of the moment piercing both time and space and changing both of them forever, is so magnificent, so grand, that all of the angels of heaven cannot help but cry out in jubilation and adoration. Yes, on that divine night, heaven came down. But equally, the nativity calls you and I up and up to increasingly see and participate in the heaven that is both all around us and in us. This is the glory of God. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. God bless you, and have a very happy and wonderful Christmas.